they're working themselves to the bone. And listen, no one's going to write on your tombstone like was a great worker. Okay, that's not <laughs> what people remember no. about you. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 152 of Yes And. This episode is brought to you by our studio sponsor, Advocare, a community that provides world-class products, education, and inspiration designed to help you look better, feel better, and perform better. And you guys, the workout supplements from Advocare are my current obsession. And I swear I turn into a beast in the gym when lifting with the pre-workout and the biofuel I'm obsessed. So if you want to try before you buy or level up your health, we've got a code, babe. Feel better 15. Use feel better one five to get discounts and support this podcast when you shop Advocare. Okay. And speaking of Advocare, did you know that you can win some of my favorite Advocare products? And all you have to do is leave a review of this podcast, screenshot it, and send it to me at hello at judyholler.com to get entered to win. So we're going to pick a couple of reviews every month and ship the prize right to your front door at no charge. So this is an awesome way to not only try out Advocare, but support this podcast. Your reviews mean and matter so much. So I want to reward you for that. So jump on over to iTunes, leave a quick review, screenshot it, send it to me at hello at judyholler.com and get yourself registered to win some of my favorite Advocare products. Okay, let's get into the show. All right, y'all. So 2023 is right around the corner. And you know what? I think one of the best gifts you could give yourself this Christmas, <laughs> this new year, is to get your money mindset right. I mean, just imagine walking into 2023 with a new and elevated money story. I mean, just imagine how life could change for you this new year if you started making money moves instead of making money excuses. Just imagine what you could do, who you could become, what you could create when you stop blocking what's meant for you with a more empowering money mindset, right? So I'm I'm here to tell you, you know, it would be transformational. And I know it because I've done it. And trust me, this this shift has taken me years. I mean, I grew up in an environment uh, that has so much negativity around money. And yo, in full transparency, I am working on this every single day in our household. We'll like catch ourselves, like something negative will come up or I'll feel myself slipping into fear. And, you know, I start to panic because of it. And I like have to really work so, so hard to check myself before I wreck myself. But I grew up in this environment uh, of negativity around money. And a lot of those broken soundtracks can take years and decades to break down and to break through. And it requires a constant conversation, right? With yourself and with people that get it. Are you listening to the right things? Are you reading the right things, right? You know, I don't know about you, but when I grew up, we didn't have much money. And truly in my household, money and the lack of it was the source of sort of all the fights. You know, I heard things like uh, more money, more problems. I mean, that was a popular soundtrack in the hip hop culture at the time, more money, more problems, right? Uh, money doesn't grow on trees. Rich people are bad. Uh, rich people are selfish, greedy. Oh, 
hold your money close, right? Hold your money close because it doesn't grow on those trees, right? So a lot of lack, a lot of fear, a lot of uh, of scarcity. So no wonder it took a long time, (laughs) a lot of time for money to find me. I was literally blocking it with all of those limiting beliefs and broken soundtracks. And remember what you think you get, what you believe you become, what you think you get, what you believe you become. So as we head into the new year, I thought we got to talk about it because I don't want you going into 2023 scared anymore, blocking yourself from the blessings you deserve, uh, hijacking abundance's ability to find you. We can do simple things. We can make subtle, powerful shifts to help abundance, to help wealth, to help prosperity find us. And today we're going to do that with Jen Gittimer, sales expert and money mindset master. Okay. So who is Jen? Jen has been living and breathing sales since she was a little girl. And I don't know about you, sometimes even just saying the word sales, like, oh my God, I have to sell something. I'm going to make a sales call. Like, oh, um, certainly brings up icky feelings. We're going to talk about that, right? How we can shift our mindset, certainly around selling, because we have to be able to sell ourselves. We have to be able to sell our services. And there are things we can do to flip the script on that. But she grew up in a, in a highly successful entrepreneurial family um, where her family dinners were, were more like real world MBA conversations. Um, and she says that from the age of five, she's, she knew. She's like, I knew I would be in sales and I knew I would own a business. So after graduating from one of the best business schools in the nation and wanting to gain business experience, Jen climbed the corporate ladder working 10 to 15 hours a day in New York City. But the long hours, corporate politics, and too many missed life events caused Jennifer to break physically and mentally. And the break was actually just the break she needed. Anyone can relate to that? Yeah, my head is nodding. So in 2013, she decided to leave corporate and start her own business. And within six months, she built a six-figure coaching business. And Jen realized that along the way, the quickest way to build an empire was to drive sales and help customers become more successful. Within a few years, she published her best-selling book, and I love this title, Sales in a New York Minute, met and married the man of her dreams, Jeffrey Gittimer, and finally mastered how to prioritize her life around her business to create true time freedom. So after selling millions of dollars throughout her 15 plus year career in sales and growing multiple businesses, she knows what it takes to grow your business from surviving to thriving. And now she's obsessed with helping service-based professionals, coaches, and entrepreneurs make more money. Here's her mission, to help entrepreneurs create time, yes, Yes, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. So she wants to help entrepreneurs create more time and financial freedom to help them build a business that supports their dreams rather than building their entire life around their business. Jen's got a proven sales system that teaches us how to sell with ease and do just that. Jen also co-hosts the Sell or Die podcast with her husband, Jeffrey Gittimer. They have over 3 million downloads. She's written a best-selling book. And when she's not coaching entrepreneurs, running retreats, connecting with mastermind clients, or running the business, you'll find Jen playing tennis, hanging out with her amazing stepdaughter and husband, 
snuggling her Cavalier King Charles fur babies and family. You guys get ready for this really empowering, wealthy, high vibe conversation with Jen Gittimer. Okay. So Jen, Jen, I have to ask you, where, okay. I see palm trees in the background. Where, where are you today? Where are you today? <laughs> I am at our beach place outside of Charleston in mm. Isle of Palms. And it is like vacation here every day. Actually, people do vacation here and they'll, they'll be like, Hey, have a good trip. I'm like, you too. <laughs> Uh, I actually live here. You know, it's so funny you say that. Like I, I, we moved to Scottsdale in May, um, from the Midwest. Okay. So I'm in Phoenix area, Scottsdale, uh, mm. up in Fountain Hills actually. And, um, I guess I moved here in the middle of summer. So I get that. Like it's hot in the summer. There are three months out of the year here that are certainly hot AF, but most places in the summer are hot AF, but it's, uh, we're filming this and recording this and it's almost November 1st. So it is like the magic, like the Arizona magic is hitting the desert right now. And, um, I go up to this little club down the street. It's a hotel that has like a little membership and we use the pool and the gym and all the good stuff. And um, so there's tourists there all the time vacationing in. And they're always like, oh my God, these views, where are you coming in from? Oh my God, this place. And I'm like, actually, I live down the street. And it like, nothing brings me more joy than to be like, yeah, I actually live on vacation. But the hard part, Jen, when we moved here, my husband and I drank Palomas like we were on vacation, like for the first like 60 (laughs) days. I'm like, okay, I am not actually actually on vacation. I am living and working here. I got to stop drinking Palomas every night with dinner, but you know what I, you know what I'm saying? Like I do oh, live that in a place. Is so funny. Feels like vacation, you know? So I, I used to think you could only get these vibes when you went on vacation. And I had no idea that it just didn't like cross my mind that you could literally live on vacation every day and work. And, mm. um, ever since we bought this place two years ago, we bought it to rent it out. And I just never left. Because I was like, this is amazing. Where are we going? Like, And so um, I just like for anyone listening, you know, if you're like, oh, I want the vibes. I want the palm trees. I want the beach vibes. Like I look out my other window. I'm looking at the ocean, you know, yeah. and it's like that can be your every day if you choose. And that's mm. I don't know. It was, it was mind blowing for me. Yes. And you know what? That is like a beautiful segue, you know, as we think about sort of who we want to become next year and um, where we want to go. I think that also requires a a letting go of things that aren't serving us because I do believe it's possible. I'm living proof of it. I'm a little girl from St. Louis, Missouri, who grew up with nothing. I'm the only one in my family with a college degree. Not that that even freaking matters anymore. Um, You do you, boo, whether it's college or whatever, the the school of the streets, you got to do what you want to do. But I am like living proof but that it is possible. But I think for so long, abundance couldn't find me, Jen, because for years, I talked so much shit about it. I talk shit about rich people. Mm. I thought it was bad. I thought money doesn't grow on trees because that's what my dad always told me. And, you know, all the hip hop in the 90s when I was growing up was telling me more money, more problems, right? So I'm thinking, and all my parents mm-hmm. fought about was money. Oh my God. And if I get married, that's all. That's my, I got married at 39. And sometimes I wonder if not only my weird relationship with my mom held me back, but also like, oh, I equated marriage so much of the time to just fighting about money and the control of money and the sharing of money. So again, what I'm trying to say, Jen, is that I think we first have to 
reckon with ourselves and sort of stop talking so much shit about money. And I want to start here with you. On your website, you have a very interesting word on your homepage. And it's benefice. Benefice? I hope I'm saying it right. And um, I thought maybe you could tell me a little bit about why that word. Did you make it up? Is it a real word? And is there a story behind it? But I want you, in your words, to tell us what benefice means and and sort of uh, what the inspiration behind that on your homepage was. Yeah. Okay. So I want to re- also react to everything you just said, but I'll answer that I know, last I just dropped first. some bombs and, on you. Um, I dropped some bombs. <laughs> you really did. And by the way, I, I lived in St. Louis for four years. I went to Wash U. And oh my gosh. Oh, I love, I love St. Louis. So Born we can talk raised. about that a whole nother time. A whole nother love time. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, Benefice is the French word for profit. And I just, I, I love French. I love France. I love Paris. Um, I French family. Every generation has kept in touch. Um, and my uh, great grandparents, my great grandma came here during the time of the Holocaust and her siblings went to France and everyone has kept in touch and, and really been close, which has been cool. And so I've always had an affinity for Paris and France and just French things. Mm. And so when I was thinking about my website and like what I wanted to cultivate there was this vibe that, you know, like it's worldly and using a word from a different language helps with that. But also like profit just feels so uh, like profit, you know, like it feels so masculine and it feels so um, corporate America. I don't know didn't feel like the entrepreneur vibe that I was looking for, even though that's what you want to create 100%. But I just wanted it to feel good because there's a difference between, um, what you, what you put out there and how you feel about what you put out there. And we could talk Mm. about that in a second, but basically it's, it's, um, profit, it's income, it's gain. It's, it's, it's not just gain in the sense of money, but it's also gain in the sense of time. And so I have so many women who come to me who have worked their asses off and they're making good money and they have no time, no time for themselves, no time for their friends, no time for their, their pets, their family, you know, and they neglect their health. They neglect so many things because they're working all the time. And to me, that's not profit right? Profitable life, a profitable business should be creating both that time and money freedom that, that you set out to create. Mm, Yeah. Um, you know, once you spend time it's gone, like you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. And it's so interesting that when I saw that word gain on your website, so benefice, 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 Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. French word for profit, income, gain and and life okay so you say to think of it as not just financial gain but also a, a time gain and it's so interesting that the word gains is on your website because i think i'm going to make gains gains like getting gains my 2023 word i was going to have it be more Ooh. more time more health more wealth more women in my life, more femininity, more masculinity, more, just more, but I'm almost leaning more towards this word gains, right? How can I get gains, right? Gain more. Um, it, it, they both, they both carry a similar energy, but boy, if you would have told Judy 
a decade ago that she would even have that coming out of her mouth. Like more would even be a word that I felt so um, inclined to, to, you know, appoint myself with like, oh my God, how audacious of her, right? Like how dare you already have enough. And so it's not that I'm coming from a place that I don't think I have enough, but, but what could change for me personally and professionally if I had more time, if I did more with my family, if I got more gains on that, and if I earned more capital to be able to do that. So I think, you know, I think money and, and time sort of need to work together, but I, I'm really into this idea. So as we start to heal ourselves and, and fix some of these broken soundtracks and walk into 2023, you know, you heard me rattle off a lot of negative soundtracks I had and sometimes still have to catch myself uh, in, in um, not using like these broken bad, lack-filled, scarcity-filled conversations that really affect our adult relationships with the dollar-dollar bills. You know what I mean? Like rich people suck, or I'm terrible at money, or money's hard to come by, or um, rich people are greedy, all this stuff, right? So, you know, what is your favorite? You do a lot of money mindset work. You host women in the desert, I think. You do retreats, right? Like you I help do. women really get around this. How do you start? I, do you start there? Because I think so many times, it, you know, what we what we believe will be and what we say we get. And oh, so yeah. how do we, how do you instruct women to sort of check themselves before they wreck themselves there? <laughs> so first you have to identify what are those beliefs? Like you rattled off so many, right? And those could have all been your beliefs. And we need to identify what they are. Some might have one or two. Um, I know I, for me, I heard all the time, money doesn't grow on trees. And I would look outside and be like, are they talking about our trees? Because I think they do. Like, I, I don't believe that. Like, I never believe, it never soaked in. I, I didn't let it. And which mm -hmm. is so rare. Um, but you need to identify first what those beliefs are so that we can then work on them. And a lot of people will say like, we need to change those beliefs, but first we actually need to. Um, so what I like to do, I have a, a whole coaching certification in this methodology is where we uncover the stories that you've told yourself since you were little mm. and we title them like they were a movie or a book. And once you can identify them, then you start to see patterns like this happened and then this happened. But really what you carried throughout that entire string was this belief. And so because you were carrying that belief, you kept on having these moments where you thought it kept repeating itself, but really you're, you end up looking for it. And so you said something like what, what you believe will be. And I like to, th and I, and I totally agree with that. I feel that, um, we're always manifesting. It's just a matter of if you're manifesting what you really want, or if you're manifesting what you don't want and how do you manifest what you don't want? is by constantly thinking about the things you don't want. So if you're thinking about, oh, my bank account is, is empty, or I don't have enough money for this, or I don't have enough money for that, you're actually creating more of the, I don't have enough money, right? Versus mm. I'll be able to um, buy that you know, soon. It's just a little shift and yeah. we ha you have to believe it, right? But we can, we can look at what those beliefs are and then we can help you shift them through breath work and other modalities that help you actually embody new beliefs and bring in mm. and call in. Cause it's like, I don't really like affirmations because they're so like, like a lot of times people will make an affirmation and then not believe it. I'm like, well, that 
that means nothing if you don't believe it. I like declarations. I like when you declare what will be instead of affirming what really isn't, but you're trying to make it be, right? And so if you can create that declaration instead, now you can call in this new belief and then we breathe into it with special breath work and you begin to embody that new belief and and overcome whatever it is that may be holding you back. I love that you touched on that because, you you know, if that's the essence of Yes And, which is the name of this podcast and sort of the mantra that inspires all the work I touch, because here's the deal. You can sit around and I love a good affirmation. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am on big stages. I am a best-selling author. Whatever your deepest desires are, that's all great. But what what the fuck are you going to go do about it? Right? Like the the, (laughs) the yes is the declaration. The and is the, okay, babe. So what are you going to do about it? What and now are you what? gonna, and now what? Right. And I think yeah. that for me, like, so let's talk to the girl that I was in, in her. So I didn't come from, from a lot of money. Uh, we, we had, um, I had a great upbringing, you know, it's not like I was sitting in deep poverty, but we weren't, um, you know, we struggled, we struggled. So it's not like I had answer uncles or career people around me, or I, I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs. I didn't have it modeled. I had to go get it. I had to go find it. And this is why I'm obsessed with the notion that little girls can't be what they don't see. So you, we, us, we have to show, we have to be, we have to help people realize what's possible. It is not bragging. It is our goddamn duty on this planet because how can anyone else go be what they do not see? And for me, it took women showing themselves, like literally living well and vacationing well and dressing well and eating well for me to go, oh, that's attainable. I went to an all-girls private high school. I paid to go to that high school. I did work study. I was so embarrassed. I hid it from my friends to be able to go to that school. But here's what happened. I got in an environment of women, all different colors, shapes, and sizes. We were a very diverse school, and I'm so proud of that in St. Louis. But there was a lot of wealth in my school. So I got to go into the homes of people. My mom cleaned houses. I remember walking around these houses going, <gasps> Oh, this is what, a, like a porch with a rocking chair? The first time I got a rocking chair and put it on my porch, it was like, yes, I did. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I had to get myself into the, I had to get myself into the environments, right? And I worked my ass off to do that. And then I remained open when I was there. Those are some things I did to put myself in a position of, oh, this is all possible. Oh, this is all accessible to me. What advice would you give to that woman? I set the stage because I'm curious. There's probably women that work with you that don't come, they don't grow up with a family of entrepreneurs. They don't have access. They don't have wealth around them. How do we get them to see what's possible? Yeah, I agree with you. You have to see it and you have to feel it. And Mm. so how do you feel it other than putting yourself in that situation? And I'll give you an example. Before we bought this beach condo, we had been staying here at the beach during COVID every other week, basically, like doing work, you know, remotely and just living here because it was very livable and enjoyable. And it was getting pretty expensive. And I'm like, I think we're at the point where like we should buy something, you know, but I couldn't envision myself ever living here had we not started accidentally living here. Mm. And I I did all the 
um, the numbers to figure out, okay, well, if we rent it out, we can actually break even and maybe even make money on this investment. And so like, it seemed at the time like a great investment because we'll probably would make money, except I never left and never rented it out one day. So, but that's besides the point, right? And so now, now that we're like establishing ourselves here, I want to get a house and then rent this place out. And I know exactly where I want to buy the house. It's in a gated community within this area. And it's hard to get into because it's gated. And anytime I drive by and the gates are open, I drive in. Mm. And if I'm just going on a walk, where do I walk? I walk because you can walk in. I walk in there. Okay. If it's even open for like a second and I have my golf cart, I like skid in really fast because I want to, I want to put myself in that environment as often as possible. Now, is it, do I have the money in the bank at the moment to make that investment? Like it's not my very next purchase, right? But will I, am I going for that? Yes. And am I trying to feel like, okay, what's it going to feel like when I leave here in the morning? I go in there as often as I possibly can just to sink into it, just to feel like, what do these people do? Do, Can I talk to the neighbors? Can I engage in conversation with them? You know, and so if you want to move across town or you want to move someplace else, go put yourself in that situation. If you want to, um, if you want to get different clients, like go network where they are right? Go be where those people are because you have to start to embody it and feel it. And how else to do that besides just doing it? Mm. I feel that on a soul level. And the question that comes up a lot um, and the conversation we have a lot on this show is who do you have to become to, Mm -hmm. to really become the next version of yourself? Because at the end of the day, what got you here ain't going to get you there. And if you want a different version of yourself, there are, there are going to be old versions of yourself that aren't going to be invited to the party. It doesn't mean we don't love those versions of her and we don't love her, but, but there are things that we'll need to shift. And in what you're, you're really, what I'm hearing you say, um, and I stand with it so strongly because I am a living proof example of it is act as if like who, like I am right now embodying where, where I know I'm going in the next two years. I am already her. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I, every cell in my body is thinking how she would think, reading what she would read, right? And so going where she would go and doing it in ways that make sense. So I love that that is a really tactical and actionable thing a woman listening right now can go do. Um, What circles do you need to put yourself in? What environments do you need to put yourself into? Who do you need to be listening to who do you need to be reading in order to really step into this next version of yourself? I think that's a simple and really easy thing someone could do, you know? For sure. And so I think about, okay, if you want to make a million dollars next year, what would the million dollar version of you be doing today and tomorrow? And actually begin to outline that, like put, when, when words are in our head, they circle around and they're infinite. When we put words on paper, they become finite. They become a story. And so we can look at those words and now analyze them and take action on them. So I'm a big fan of actually not just a computer, but like the handwritten putting words on paper. And so outline, okay, let's say the the goal is like, I want to be the millionaire version of myself. 
what would that millionaire version of yourself do? Would you be in meetings all day long? Would you make time for yourself? Would you have self-care days? Would you, um, would, would, how would you wake up? Would you wake up and immediately be on your phone, which I consider like waking up and eating cereal for breakfast, like Lucky Charms. It's like junk food for your brain. Or (laughs) would you um, wake up and have some time for yourself to get grounded? Like what would that morning look like? And down to like the toothpaste you would use, okay? Down down to every little detail so that you can begin to um, think and feel and be in that, that version. And if you're like, well, I don't know, I don't know what I would be doing as the millionaire version of myself, then go talk to a couple millionaire people that you aspire to be like and see what they do and see what of their routines you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. Like really it's hard to become that if you have no vision of what it could look like. Oh my gosh. I love it. You know, two things I did. Um, I recently bought a silk robe and this sounds so simple, but I was wearing this kind of like gnarly robe that was so comfy. And listen, (laughs) you got to have your comfies. I have my comfies, but I'm like, would she wear this robe? It's time to let her go. So now I wear this silk robe and it's got fringe on. And let me tell you, I feel like a million dollars when I get up and put it on and get ready at my little lighted up vanity. Another simple thing I did. So now I wear this like silk robe and I love it. And it just makes me feel, I don't know. It's like wealth. It's just, it feels beautiful and it feels like this version of myself, this feminine version of myself that has just been like itching to come out. Same thing with socks. Like this sounds so simple, but like, would this next version of myself put on the holy socks? Like, you know, we all got those socks in our drawer that got the holes in them, right? Like, come on, girl, you can, you can go get it, but you can get like, uh, like, are you, is Sarah Blakely really walking around with a pair of socks? And you know, maybe because she's hysterical, but you get my point. Like you got to do you, like it's time to invest in a new pair of socks. Like it could be something as simple because you know, you're walking around in your fancy shoes, but there's holes in your socks. Like fix the socks, babe. If you can't fix the socks, how can you fix anything else? I don't know. I think sometimes it's those little baby things that we can control that don't cost a lot of money. I mean, let me tell you, my silk robe costs like, I don't know, hundred bucks or so, 150 bucks, which is a lot of freaking money for a robe, but it's magical. It's a shift. It's an energetic shift. And I feel beautiful, which I feel, um, just starts my day off in a different energy. So again, that is a mindset shift. One that, um, has been new for me. So there are certainly positive things we can do. What have you seen women do men do, uh, the people you come across, like, what are some bad habits that you see outside of broken soundtracks? People, having these toxic, scarce, lack-filled thoughts, like money's bad, rich people are evil, money doesn't grow on trees, all this stuff. Outside of the mindset stuff, what other bad habits do you see people making that really block them from abundance and sort of forward momentum as it relates to money? I'd love to know what's in your head and what you've seen. Oh, there's so much. But first, I want to challenge you on when you said $100 is a lot for a robe, because in my my book, okay, Sure. You can get a robe for $15 or $20 or $30. I don't know. I'm sure you could get a a robe that's wearable, right? But how is that robe going to make you feel every single time you wear it versus this special silk, which now you like have to show a picture of it, but this special silk robe, right? That like, that like just sounds so luxurious that makes you feel in this high vibration, right? And how much more um, 
money are you going to call in because you're in that highest vibration? Yes. Because you're yes. living in that vibration. So I, I'm going to Phoenix this week, actually, and it's, it's a last minute trip. And I'm going, I'm flying in Wednesday, flying back on the red eye Friday, because I have to be speak, I have to speak at something Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So oh I'm like, gosh. it's like in and out really quick, Thursday, Friday, like it's, it's crazy. And I booked first class airfare and, um, it was expensive. Well, I think it was expensive. It was 1800 bucks. Okay. I could have freaking gone to Paris for 1800 bucks. Okay. But I'm going to Phoenix for two and a half minutes, like two and a half days. Okay. Now, some people are like, well, that's ridiculous. Who cares where you're sitting on the airplane? All the seats are going to get to the same place. And they're right. All of the seats on the airplane are hopefully all, everyone's going to get to the same destination, right? But how you feel when you land, if you're sitting in a middle seat and squished in there and people are coughing on you or whatever, and you can barely lean back and you have no room and you're, you're all uncomfortable, is totally different than how you feel when you land in a nice, comfy, spacious seat with a little bit of space, right? And yes. for me, I know that everything, everything in life and business is about energy and frequency. And so I, I need to feel good when I get there. I need to feel ready to go right into meetings. I need to feel ready and, re and replenished and refreshed so that I can do my thing. And how much more am I going to be able to bring in in terms of um, better relationships because I'm showing up as my best self versus showing up and feeling like crap. Like, oh, I just traveled halfway across the country and now I feel like garbage. Like, I, I don't want to feel that way. Right. So, like, yeah, is it a big investment? Sure. Is it crazy to do that for a two and a half day trip? I'm sure many people think it's crazy. And you know what? Like, logically, I think it's crazy. But in the same logic, I'm like, it would be crazy to land feeling like crap, not make the connections I want to make, not do the business deals I want to do, and not come home with a successful trip because I tried to save 900 bucks. Because by the way, the cheapest coach fare was like 900 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so like it, it's, it is a mindset thing, but it's also once you begin to pay attention to your energy and your frequency, and you realize that that's what life's about, you begin to invest in whatever you can in order to make yourself the highest vibrational being that you can possibly bring to the table. <laughs> um, yes, and to all of it. <laughs> I am a frequent first class flyer, but I, you know, and even that is like one of the proudest things on the planet because a nine times out of 10 for all the ladies out there, what's really cool when you do get to a level where you fly class on purpose regularly. Um, and now keep in mind, not that I have to justify it. I am so damn proud of it. I, when you live in an airplane, when you live in an airplane, you think very differently mm -hmm. about that because it is a transfer of energy. Like, and my job is to perform. And so um, that is... I, I feel that on a, on a soul level. But, you know, for the females listening, um, there is nothing better 
because most times I'm flying up there in the front of the bus and I am one of like the only women up there. And I, I think times I are changing and sometimes I'll see spouses or, you know, they're on people or vacations or whatever, but like, I'm usually one of the only female and I'm on my laptop, I'm cranking and I don't get on the plane. And unless I'm coming home on a red eye from a big show, cause I'm doing a lot of shows in Detroit for Ford right now. And I have to take a, a red eye home on Thursday nights. I will like snooze out and watch a movie cause I am shot from four days on the road. But yo, I'm up there. I'm working. I'm reading. I'm writing. I'm scripting. I'm on the hustle. That is my office. And and that is my the investment I'm making into myself and, and t- into the other side of it. But I think a broken soundtrack and a mistake people make is they think, again, oh my God, you know, like we think of the money instead of the, you know, how it relates to the investment. Of, it's like an instead of looking at it as an energetic transfer, we look at it as a financial transfer. So many times I would rather choose my energy over how much money I'm spending, right? Because I know that I am finite. Like I, I am perishable. I am perishable. My money will right. probably go on and keep making money. Right. I could die tomorrow. My money's just going to keep making money for, for my family, for people. Like it's going to, it's working for me right now. But once I'm out of the game, I'm out of the game. So maybe that's a mistake people make. They, they forget that you're actually the resource, the finite resource. You're your biggest asset for sure. Yeah. And, and until you lose your health. So I, I worked myself to the point of total burnout and adrenal fatigue and cortisol issues and all these hormonal issues that where I could literally stay awake for one meeting a day. This was a couple of years ago. I literally had enough energy. I could muster enough energy to like be on a Zoom or be in a meeting for like an hour. And then I'd have to go sleep again. And I, because I was so tired because my body wasn't producing what it needed because I wasn't paying attention to my energy. And I have so many type A female clients who come to me who are just totally, they've become their own worst boss. And even if they're in corporate, they've literally become harder on themselves than their boss has been. And, and they're working themselves to the bone. And listen, no one's going to write on your tombstone, like was a great worker. Okay. That's not what people remember no. about you. Okay. Like that doesn't go right underneath the dash. Oh, she was she a really so good hard. worker. She, she, right. She expended all of her energy and she gave it all away. No, that's not what this life is about. And so, um, for me, that, that is a big reason why I'm looking at, at the energy expenditure, like, but also, Um, I agree with you. I think a lot of people may have been triggered by what I said, that I spent that much money on a ticket. And if you're triggered by that, amazing, because now we've identified something that that energetically doesn't feel right to you. And let's uncover why. And if you want to keep arguing it, cool. But what you resist persists. Okay. Mm. And so you want to resist it, resist all the way, but it's, it's going to persist your, the rest of your life or, or lean into it. Like Judy's saying, and let's uncover why, why is that pissing you off? Are, are you jealous? Are you like, I would never do that. Are you just like thinking about all the things you could get instead with that $1,800? You know what? That crossed my mind. I could buy so many other things with this money but I cannot buy my health back. Okay. And in the long run, your health is worth a million times more than any money that you can spend, because it's going to be the thing that allows you to keep cultivating your business and keep bringing in more and, and more and more and gains and gains. 
Mm, I love that because, you know, whether it's a first class ticket or it's actually boundaries, whether it's you protecting your time, whether it's you not looking at email, there are things you can do that do not cost a dime that are priceless, that are golden, that are actually even more important than a first class ticket. Because Jen, it sounds like you got to a place in your career. You had this big career, Fortune 500 company out there crushing the game and you found yourself literally sick sick, sick, sick. And that is what forced you to sort of make some big changes. So you're not just, you're you're speaking, you're not just speaking because you know, you're speaking because you know, like you have been on the other side of this and a lot of women twice, um, and you came out and twice. Oh my gosh. But but tell me about that. When we don't listen, when we don't listen, the universe keeps sending us the same signal and the same message until we listen. So I burnt myself out in corporate to the point where I fell on the floor in my house, like literally collapsed. And my sister, I just remember her, like she was over that day and she was hanging over me, like, um, like, like trying to see if I was okay. Cause she heard a loud thud and I had literally just broken down. Like my body collapsed. I don't remember much about it. I got right back up and I was like, okay, I got to get back to work. Like it was so bad, right? Like, because I didn't see that, that I was tearing myself down by working all the time. But then when I built my own business, I did the exact same thing. Oh, I was like, shit. I got to make all the money. I got to do all the things. I feel and that so now I'm like wearing all the hats trying to do all the things, not spending any money, hoarding the money I was bringing in because why should I invest in a team or other people to help me right. What if it I goes away? do it all myself? Yeah, and what right. if it goes away? The gig right. economy. Oh my God, I'm always afraid. Like my next right. gig, my next gig, the next thing, the next thing. And then you, yes, 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 you can hold on. That is, oh my God, we got to tap into that. So keep going, but keep going. When you focus on your energy, then you realize you're an entrepreneur and you can, you'll do it all. So, like if it all goes away tomorrow, you figure out something else. That's the beauty of what we do, right? We are born here not just to exist, but to pivot and thrive. And so, mm-hmm. and so anyway, I, I got to this point where I killed my hormones basically. And the doctor was like, I don't know if you want to have babies, but just if, in case you wanted to know you can't, like that's how bad it was at that time. And I, I was sleeping all the time. I mean, I was, I was so, I was barely functioning. And that's when I was like, okay, something's got to change because now I'm in a place or then I was in a place where I couldn't even fully serve my clients in the way I wanted to serve them because I didn't take care of me. And they say like, oh yeah, you got to fill your cup first. And I'm like, and you hear it, but you, you it actually listen cute. to it. Yeah. It's hard to do. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so hard to do. And so. And so I had to make some serious changes and that started with hiring a team and it started with really getting people on board to, to help so that I wasn't doing all the things. And interestingly, my money, my revenue skyrocketed the minute I decided to invest in help. Okay. Mm. Even when I, when I purchased this condo, cause I wanted to do it me, like not me and my husband, it's, it's ours. Okay. But I wanted to be the buyer. I wanted to come up with the money. I wanted to figure it out. And because that was something I could be really proud of. And when I purchased this condo, I had no idea other than renting it out. I had no idea how I was going to pay for like the monthly stuff. And I figured it out. I feel like the more you push yourself and I'm not saying don't, I'm not, I'm not saying go into loads of debt and then try to figure it out. Right. But the more you trust yourself that you'll figure it out and you keep upping your game, the more you will figure it out onto a totally new level. 
if you yes. do the and part, if you take the action. Yeah, I love it. Um, oh my gosh, there's so much about what you just <laughs> said that I like can't even handle. It's it's so true. It's you know, and I'm so first of all, yay, you. I'm so happy for you that you. I'm sorry you went through it, but I'm also happy you went through it because I think you listened it because, you know, the universe is going to keep tapping you, God, whatever you believe in, whatever's happening until the message is received, it is going to keep coming to you. So, I mean, we had a member of our community and she tells a story. I actually had her on my show very famously has said that, you know, I had no boundaries. So this is the question I want to ask you. I want to talk to you about your boundaries and how good they've gotten now that you've sort of really stepped into this, because I think you have to have strong boundaries and not feel guilt or shame about it because she was like, I was working in corporate and I was, she goes, I had no boundaries. She goes, let me give you an example. She goes, I had had a miscarriage, like my second miscarriage. And instead of taking care of my body, I was literally on a plane to China the next day with a bag of diapers bleeding on the plane so I can make this fucking trip. Like she goes, where were my boundaries? And like, here she is. And now she's survived breast cancer. And she goes, if I would have looked at it, so she's gone through all this stuff and she's like, it's like, it could be gone in a second. Like, what are we doing? And I think as women, as leaders, like this is why we have to model the way. In my youth, I had women modeling the way. I was getting myself in those environments. Well, we have to model the way with boundaries too. We have to give women the permission to, to take a minute and to stop being the their own worst boss, right? Like I can do that for myself. I got COVID on a show and here I am going to fight through it. I'm like, talking all this stuff in the room, like, oh, Michael Jordan, he played with the flu game seven, man. I'm going to roll with this. I got this. I am Jordan. I'm the GOAT, baby. I'm going to get on that stage. I have freaking level 10 COVID. I didn't know I had COVID at the time. And I I literally, I looked at my client. I'm like, someone's going to have to tell me to leave because I won't leave. So someone needs to make the game time decision here. So, but you get what I'm saying. And you, and let me be clear, everyone listening, guys, this is Judy. I had this over 4th of July. So we, it is a behavior that we have to constantly be working on. You have to, you have to have good people around you. You have to, you, you have to, and you have to be, you have to be relentless with your boundaries in that pursuit of yourself because no one's going to do it for you. And we can be our own, own worst boss in that way. So tell me about that, Jen. Like, are your boundaries just like rock solid? Like, how did you, how have you become the best boss you've ever had? (laughs) (laughs) So I used to have no boundaries it's hard. Like, whatsoever. I would get migraines a lot and I would work through the migraines. Now, the worst thing for a migraine are lights and a computer screen. I don't know what yes. could possibly be more worse than that. And Terrible. I would be like, I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to, I'm, I'm tough. I'm going to get through this. The same thing like with the COVID thing, right? Like I did a speech Ride or die. Um, in, yeah. in Tennessee and I had, I went back to the room after the talk. I'm like, I just need to buy a thermometer. Like, I think I have a fever. I had 102 fever. Okay. Oh I didn't God. know. Thankfully, I did not know how sick I was before I gave the talk. Um, wow. But I, I was like, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to get, I'm going to do it. Right. Like that's, that's, we push through, but is pushing through always the best thing. And boundaries are one of the most important things you can create in your business. When I start working with someone one of the first things I ask them is, what are the, what are your non-negotiables? This is something you can mm. ask yourself. Like, what are your non-negotiables? I want to be at my stepdaughter's volleyball games. That's a non-negotiable mm. to me. If her game is at two o'clock or three o'clock and it's an hour away, 
It's going on the calendar and nothing is being booked that's going to get in the way of going to that game, right? I want to, I play tennis and I'm the captain of a tennis team. Every Tuesday from 9.30 to noon, I'm not working. I am on a tennis court playing tennis, right? So, and everything gets planned around that because to me, that's a non-negotiable. It's uh-huh. sunshine, it's friendship, and it's fun. And yes. and I'm not giving that up for a business meeting. Like, I'm, I'm just, yeah. it's not, it, it, but it didn't start out that way. It started out where I had no boundaries. And mm. it's interesting because how you do one thing is really how you do everything. And yes. not only did I not have boundaries in my business, I didn't have boundaries with my family. So I had this interesting relationship with my mom where there were no boundaries and she could say mm. whatever she wanted and, and, and make me feel however I wanted. And there were no boundaries. And so we had to recalibrate our relationship a couple of years ago when I decided that it was time as an adult child to have boundaries. And mm-hmm. I had to say like, this, this can no longer, this relationship can no longer exist like this. And here's how I need it to change. And, and to be like, quite honest, there were a couple of years we didn't talk. There were a couple yeah. of years we just didn't talk because we yeah. needed that break and we needed to reset and start all over. And now, you know, at the time my therapist was, I, I, I spoke to a therapist and I said, I really miss my relationship with my mom. And she's like, do you miss the relationship you had? Or do you, do you miss the relationship you wish you had? Oh, and that's I was a like, good Whoa. question. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. so I was like, you're right. I don't actually miss the relationship that I had. Right. And so when we restarted our relationship, we restarted it on this new term and, and now it's great. Now it's beautiful. And, yeah. and we, we have this boundaries, literally boundaries. Yeah. And so, you know, starting off just in practical terms, like asking yourself, what are your non-negotiables? If you're building a business or you're a career person, like what matters to you? And I like to also look at my values. So if your value mm. is, let's say, I don't know, let's say your values are health and wellness and financial security and whatever they may be, and you prioritize those values, then ask yourself, like, are you spending time in the place where you're saying those values are most important to you? Because yeah. if you're saying that health and wellness is one of your biggest values, but then you're eating like crap and not taking care of yourself, not getting sleep, not drinking good water, um, not not going to the gym or working out, like if you know, like then your values and what you want to be your values mm-hmm. are really out of alignment. And so when you can see it so clearly through that, then you begin to more easily identify and create boundaries, I think. Um, And now, now that I know what my boundaries are, so when you know what they are, you can clearly express them to your clients up front. So I have a mastermind. It's a high level year long program. And I tell my clients before they sign on with me, look, I tell you, I'm going to respond to you within 48 hours on our messaging app on Voxer. And I will likely respond to you the same day. But if there's a day where I feel off, like I don't want the pressure of having to respond to you the same day. I want to respond to you when I'm in my highest frequency. So I'm going to wait and respond to you within 48 hours when I, when I feel better. And there are, there are months, not every month. I think this has happened once, maybe twice. Um, in a year and a half or two years, 
but you know, where it's that time of the month. And I'm like, I can't have the call today because it's that time of the month and I feel like crap. So I'm not going to lead a call for a group that's, that's paying me for my energy when I don't feel in my highest vibration. But it took so much for me to feel even comfortable getting there. And the first time I ever did that, I had a couple of the clients reach out to me and say, wow, thank you for setting the example that it's okay to reschedule when you're not feeling your best. Mm. And it's like, oh, cool. Well, there's the cost of admission right there. That is lesson number mm-hmm. one. Like, again, we can't be what we don't <laughs> see. You're literally showing them mm-hmm. in the, like you signed up for this coaching. Yes, they're paying you, but you're also teaching yeah. through example that we can be in service to each other here. But like, I, I have to be in service to myself first. And I, I'm not sorry about that. Like, I'm not sorry about it. Right. Right. There was no apology. It was like, here's how I'm feeling. Yeah. So we'll need to reschedule the call. We need to postpone and we'll have a great call when we have the call and it'll be all in the right time. But you have to get to this level of trust with yourself that, that that's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that's okay. And I think also as women, um, okay. So men's clocks reset daily. Men are yes. so lucky. Okay. They reset on a daily basis and they wake up and it's a new day and their clock is in sync with the new day. And so when they work five days a week, their body is in the exact same rhythm as the, as the, as the week. But women, we reset one time a month. Okay. We are not on the same cycle. We have um, weeks throughout the month where we're really sharp and in tune and we should be visible. We have weeks throughout the month where we are super creative. We have weeks throughout the month where we need to go inwards and really listen to our intuition. And it's really important that we pay attention to when those are. And it's not traditional, at least in today's day, maybe one day, but it's not traditional to take off because it's that time of the month for you, right? But that doesn't mean you can't do it. That doesn't mean that you can't honor your body and can't do it. Right, right. Yeah. There I there was a book I had and it's nowhere around me at Flow, maybe that might be too easy. Oh, but I don't yeah, know. that's a good book. Some, yeah. Yeah, there's some great and it talks about how to so maybe I got it right. It had like a purpley um I don't know, cover, I don't know, flow. Um, but the, guys, there's books out there, but th- this book in specific, what I'll do is I'll find it. Guess what? I'll Google it up. I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes, y'all. So go look in the show notes. Of course, you'll find all things Jen there as well. But it was really about the how to apply business, the, the CEO mindset, whether you run a business or not, because at the end of the day, you're running your business. So how do you apply um the cycle, like the flows of your cycle, the four different phases of your cycle to the way you run your business. Because to your point, yes, there are more creative times. There's more, whatever. The challenge is, is that, you know, I don't know. So, I mean, when you got a keynote, you got a keynote, you got to be on stage. I can't say, I'm sorry, I can't be on stage. It's my time. Right. But I, so, okay, great. Is that an excuse or are we empowering ourselves here by saying, okay, this is what I, 
I have to be on stage in front of 500 people. Great. I can't control that. But what I can't control is maybe the bath I take that morning or what I do afterwards, or I don't drink wine, or I eat really well, or I make sure I uh, bring these certain essential oils with me on the road, or maybe I'll do an eye mask or something, like whatever. Like I can care for myself self in ways around it. Like a rule I have, whether it's cycle or not cycle, like a little boundary rule I have when I'm on the, on a job is that the night before any talk, you know, I do not drink and I do not go out because everybody, sometimes when people want to take you out or go do dinners or whatever. And I'm like, no, like I am paid to do a job. I am here to execute on stage tomorrow. So no, I won't be at your reception. No, I won't be at this networking event. No, I won't be at your team dinner. And no, I will not be having glasses of wine in the lobby. Like I just I can't. Like that is a boundary I have for myself, right? That allows me to perform no matter what. So it sounds like you're sort of giving us the permission and reminding us that we can find creative ways that don't even cost any money to care for ourselves, even when we need to perform in the most inoptimal times. Yeah, 100%. Because there are going to be days where you just have to show up and that's understandable. But what you do in preparation of that is everything. I love it. You know, before I get you out of here, I have two final questions. Two. One, I think you have to share with our peeps the mindset you have on to-do lists. I love this perspective. Um, uh, So, and I love a to-do list. I love a planner moment, but let's talk about the reframing we can make. Um, And I think that'd be a good takeaway for everyone. And I feel like we skipped over some of the money mindset stuff. And and I like, I don't know if we have time. I could talk to you for 10 hours. I feel like there's like so much we can go over. <laughs> we might need a Jen Gittimer part two. <laughs> <laughs> so this revelation happened a, a while ago when I was writing out everything I needed to do. And I actually said out loud something along the lines of, "Ugh, I have to walk the dogs. Mm. And I love the dogs. The dogs are like my children. I mean, Zoe's yeah. been sitting on my lap for half here, of this here. show and yeah, and, and they're, they're my babies. They're, they're my everything. And when I said it out loud and I heard it and I heard myself say it, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's not right. I don't yeah. have to walk them. First of all, I could hire a dog walker. Second yeah. of all, I get to walk them. <laughs> so I, I said it out loud and I'm like, wow, I heard myself. You know, like sometimes you say things yes. you don't hear. I actually heard myself. I'm like, that is terrible. I get to walk these babies. Like I get, it's a privilege I get to. And so I started making get to-do lists instead of like to-do lists, which feels like a must-do or have-to-do. It feels like there's a word before to-do that's implied of like all the stuff you have to do. And so now instead, every, I always, if it's just like a page that says to-do, I add in get to-do because what we're doing we is a privilege. It's an opportunity. It's stuff we get to do. Even yeah. if like, and, and it reframes everything on that list for you. So, you know, sometimes like I'll have to call someone I don't want to call like AT&T and be on hold or, you know, to fix my washing machine or whatever the phone call is. Right. And it's like, wait a minute, I don't have to call them. Like I get to call them. I have a phone plan and that's abundance. And I'm grateful for that. Right. Or I have this washing machine and I could have to, you know, go figure it out somehow. Some, and so it just resets it for us in a way yeah. that allows you to, to remember on a daily basis. Like these are the things that you get to do. One of the most 
powerful things I heard was this reframing of gratitude. And it was very aligned to what you're saying. The simple shift from I have to do to I get to do. And it's this notion of gratitude. So how can you ever get $50,000 in the bank, $5,000 in the bank, if you're not first grateful for the 500 you already have, right? Like, how can you, like, like, you know, how can you get, how can you grow a community if you're not paying attention to or grateful for the 5,000 people that are ride or die with you right now, right? We're always so focused on what we don't have yet. Um, and what everyone else has that we don't, that we don't realize what we're doing is that we're dipping into the pool of like, we're dipping our toes into the pond of lack and like resistance and fear and scarcity. And so very similar to that shift is that shift of like, okay, you know, I, there were times where I had to go to a laundromat to do my laundry. I don't know why I do that. Every time I, yes, I do laundry. I don't love it, but I'm like, oh my God, look at my gorgeous washer and dryer. Like I get to do this. Like I have my, you know, favorite soap. Like I use all my things. It's high efficiency. Everything smells amazing. They sit on those little stacker things and I don't have to bend down to get in there. Like, hell yeah. I'm so grateful for this like moment. And I do it also every single time I grocery shop. I swear to God, when I'm walking out of the grocery store with a cart full of shit, I am like, holy shit. Like, thank you. I just straight up walked out of Costco, Whole Foods, wherever I'm at with all these blessings. And there are so many people that don't. Like, I really literally every, like that is one of the times that, because I mean, I grew up, I was like 12 and i the church would bring Thanksgiving right to our house. We were one of those houses. And so for me around food to be able to like feed my family, feed myself and buy big, beautiful carts full of stuff. I'm just like, fuck yes. Like, thank you. Even if it's a small run, I'm like, thank you. Right. So guys, I guess what Jen and I are trying to say here is, you know, it's the small shifts, right? Sometimes it's those small words, those shifts and that, that can make massive energetic pulls in a different direction. Oh yeah. I have women who will say, well, I just launched and I'm uh, like, it was a total failure. I only had five people sign up for my program. Oh. And I'm like, hold on. Yeah. You have five people who said right. yes to you. Yes. Like five human beings that you now get yes. to impact and help. And like, and then when they sink into that, they're like, oh, you know, or it's like yeah. only 30 people came to my webinar. Okay, wait a minute. If you walked into a room and you were talking to a group of 30 people, like in person, and you physically saw 30 people in butts and seats that you were talking to, how happy yes. would you be? Right? Yes. And so it's it's really envisioning what we're calling in and rather than getting down on ourselves, because it's so, you know, growing up in, in the, the school system, in education, we're taught the red pen. We're taught to look for the mistakes and the failures. And, and, and that's how the teachers gave us feedback, right? Like they, they crossed out the things we got wrong or marked up the stuff. And it was always like that red pen. And we do that to ourselves as adults. And so yeah. rather than red penning your life, why not look for the really good things? The things that, that, you know, or, or look at it with like, wow, I created that. I did that. There were 30 people there. That's 30 people, the 30 people who yeah, wanted to know what totally. you had to say, right? <laughs> like we all start somewhere and being hard on ourselves and, you know, just 
saying like that wasn't enough yeah. is so different than saying, wow, I'm so grateful for those 30 people. And now I hope mm. like I can impact even more people. And it makes yeah. such a big difference to our, our frequency. Yeah, it really does. This happens a lot with social media, you know, but I only have 500 followers. I only have a thousand. I'm like, yo, imagine a thousand people in a room right now. That is a lot of motherfuckers, right? Like imagine 500 people in a room. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. That is incredible, right? Right? Yeah, that's a shift. So I love this so much. Jen, um, you know, you have, we've learned a lot. I mean, you you said, oh my God, we didn't even get into the money. But yes, we did. We have talked so much about resetting (laughs) and broken soundtracks and stuff. Shifts we could, we really true. have. Um, and I could go on we did, for, we did. For, forever with you. And I, I do want you to tell us how we can stay in touch with you. But first and foremost, can you please answer my final question of the day? Because I'd love to know what your perspective is. And I always ask my guests this one question, and it is this when I, the name of this podcast is Yes And, right? And so when I offer up those two words to you, Yes And, what comes up? What, what do those two words mean, mean to you and for you? Well, it makes me think of improv because in improv you do the the yes and, and um, and what I love about yes and from as conceptually is that you're constantly building on what came before rather than tearing down what what happened. You're saying yes and this, yes and that, right? So like yes, and I went to the supermarket, yes. And I got groceries and then we keep building off of each other. And so I just think of um, community. I think of building off of each other. I think of positivity, um, the colors and the, the imagery, the, the flowers are life and blooming and blossoming. And so that's really what I see in that is that you can grow um, and blossom like a rose. It looks like some are roses, um, I think. Not yeah, peonies, roses, a little but, bit of everything in there. There might be some roses okay. in there. Lots of peonies. This okay. is our podcast. Peonies. Yeah, I see the peonies too. Yeah. Um, but you can you can blossom as you um as you as you water the flower, they, it blossoms, right? So as mm. we take care of ourselves, we grow. Yes. And so that's that's what I see in it. Mm. Yes. And Jen, how do we find out more about you? What are you doing right now? What are you up to? What programs are you offering? How can we work with you? What do we need to know? And I'll link up in the show notes, but give us <laughs> give us the stuff you're yeah, most excited yeah. about right so, now. Um, well, by the time this releases, it will be right around when I'm launching my group coaching program. So come find me on Instagram at Jen Gittimer. Um, I also host retreats twice a year. Uh, in Sedona and some other really cool place that's yet to be. Ooh, I might have to put um, that <laughs> on my list. That's very close the, to the, me. Re- the retreats are amazing. And everyone who comes in, like comes in, you know, beautiful already. And they leave with this extra light. Like you can see it in their face. You can see it in everything. And they just, it's a time to, a retreat is a time to get away and let go of the stuff that's been holding you back and really step into that new you, that new future that you're creating. And it's, it's magical. It's mm. I, the practitioners I bring in, everything is, is amazing. And so, um, I, the retreats and, um, and yeah, just come find me on Jen, get at Jen, get on Instagram and you'll, you'll find everything you want. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'll also Jen. send you some. 
um, money, uh, um, a money program, a free money mindset thing that you can, you can share with your audience. Yes, yeah, that would be it's amazing. A, just a simple oh. reframing. Yeah, it's just oh, a simple it. reframing for some common money mindsets. I love that. That would be a beautiful uh, extension of the work we just did here today because there's a million... This is not a conversation that can happen in a 60-minute podcast episode, right? There is always work to be done and there's so much to be learning. And there's, to be frank, so many broken soundtracks that we need to be regularly rewiring. And I am a student of the work, um, but I also am a proud student of the work because I know um, I'm living proof that it's all possible and um, that we really we get to control what comes next. And, and, um, so are you, you're living proof of it too. So I'm oh, proud to know you. Well, and thank, thank you, you for coming on this show, my dear. And I hope to see you in Arizona sooner than later. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. By the way, it's just jengittimer.com slash make more money. Jengittimer.com. Oh, so that's it. Jen Gittimer. And I will link up in the show notes, uh, slash make more money. JenGittimer.com slash make more money. I would love to see you in Arizona. I'm going to make it happen. And uh, Jen, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. What did you think of that? I mean, Jen is gold. So much information. And my goodness, I, I think a simple shift we can make right here, right now is to really take those to-do lists we have in front of us and, and stop saying, oh my God, I have to walk the dogs today. Oh my God, I have to um, go into the office. Oh my God, I have to pick up my kids from school. No, I get to walk my dogs. I get to pick up my kids from school. One of the things I'm always reminding myself of is this. You know, today is the youngest <laughs> I'll ever be right now, this moment. And these are right now, today, these are the good old days. So we get to do things. We get to do things. And there are people that would love to have what you have right now. And there was a moment in time you wished for, you prayed for what you have right now. So what a shift we could all make. You know, we get to show up in our life. We don't have to. So tell me about you. I mean, what's the takeaway for you? And I certainly hope you loved this episode as much as I loved making it for you. So talk to me on Instagram. Uh, send me a DM. I love hearing from you. Shoot me an email. Hello at judyholler.com. And while you're there, make sure you screenshot your review for a chance to get some of my favorite AdvoCare products sent right to your front door. What a great way to support the podcast. It means so much, those reviews. And try before you buy. And AdvoCare is one of my favorite companies. And I'm so, so grateful for their partnership because it keeps this show on the air for you. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for reviewing. And until we meet again next week, remember, we don't have to do it. We get to do it. See you next week.